Barb Benny is a person that will come to your home and clean out your medicine cabinet. She came to our house because we have so many things that are out of date and uh, she just took the big trash bag and she looks at it and, and she also has a sheet that's been very helpful that she gave out in ladies class that has a place for all your doctors, all your medication and health information and it's really great. I've got it in a little red folder and it's and, uh, but that service, she just wants people, that's what she wants to do. And so I just want to call, her, call on her if you'd like to have that done. I'm going to jump in on top of that, and one of the really important things with that is any medications over a year old, they need to go away. The number one cause of overdose on opioids for adolescents is getting pills from Granny's cabinet. So if you have leftover medications, make certain that you have those in a safe place that prying eyes can't find. So be cognitive of that. Thank you, Nan. Thank you. <laughs> just just prayed about your granddaughter baptism <laughs> and yours and yours that's right I'm sorry I did not mean I'm sorry Nadine <laughs> you do share and congratulations on your retirement so Tim you want to get us started well, sure. First off, thanks for having me um, come and be part of the class this morning. Um, I basically was asked to bring um, some options for healthcare services and wanted to see kind of what the needs are so we can kind of just jump in from there. How many folks have trouble with their prescriptions? Anybody? Boy, that's easy. Wow, that's good. How many people don't know they have trouble? <laughs> <laughs> well, the cost of them, access to them. You know, insulin was um, first established, you know, some hundred years ago, uh, given away for a dollar at the patent. So insulin patent is free, and now it's $300 a month for a diabetic to get their insulin. So it has become a daunting challenge for folks. Um, so that's one of the frustrations that I as a health provider have is, you know, I can prescribe medicine all day long, but if you can't afford it, it's no, not helpful for you. So that, that's one of the biggest challenges for seniors is just access to care. So um, that's one of the questions I always have with folks. So nobody has issues with access to care. Thank goodness for samples. Samples do help. <laughs> Anybody know about good RX? I've heard a little about it, but I'd like to know more. Well, sure. I prescribed uh, something that medicine that I've been prescribed, and I, before uh, before I had taken it earlier, but the second time it was prescribed, it was four hundred dollars a month. Well, that's quite a bit. And uh, so I said, well, I don't need that. <laughs> And that's one of the things, sometimes patients don't tell the doctor that it's that expensive because we might not, I'm not a doctor, I'm a nurse practitioner, but we might not know what their coverage is. So the options with GoodRx is if you're smartphone savvy, you can get an app. If you're not, I brought cards for everybody. 
So either way, we have quick accessibility. So what's the name of that drug? Uh, Nervetric. M-Y-R-B-E-T-R-I-Q, I think. It helps if I can spell. <laughs> That was well done, you know. There it is and everything you wanted to know about it, right? I'm not sure it's showing up in GoToRx. So let's try one that's very common, lisinopril or doxycycline. And what it does is it looks at Well, if I can get reception down here. here. It is. <laughs> Give me a second. Well, anyway, it looks at where you are, and based on where your location is, it tells you the best prices. There are several different things around that, uh, like, so if you look at doxycycline, find the lowest price. Okay. And see how it varies from pharmacy to pharmacy? $26 at Walgreens to $11 at Costco. So that's quite a big difference. Um, let's see if I can find my battery. And why is that? Why are they... So different. Um, the reason for that is really complicated. Um, the feds say that we can't have price fixing for federal programs, so Medicare, Medicaid, you can't have price fixing for. So what happens is the drug companies go out to this thing called a PBM, which is basically a wholesale house that distributes how the cost of medicines are going to be. And then those folks go out to Walgreens, to CVS, to Kroger's, to Costco, and they say, for a fixed cost, this is what we can supply for you. Now, if you're a mom and pop pharmacy and you're only getting 100 units, guess what your price is going to be? If you've got Walgreens and you've got 100,000 units, guess what your price is going to be? So that's the difference there. How does this work if you have drug Um, what you say is that you're not using your drug insurance, that you're going to pay cash for it. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. Tim, I've uh, been in the insurance business and, uh, 18 years ago. And I hate to say this, but I saw where this administrator kept that hospital full. A mom, I mean a husband and wife, would be in the hospital. One was sick. Right. The doctor put both of them in there on Medicare. And I'm telling you, 50 years ago, it was really abused, and managed health care had to come to their head. It's, I, I feel for the medical profession, what they have to sign a contract and get. Um, it is news because I'm the medical lab technician, and I could stick when nobody else could yeah. sign that thing. But it's, it had to come to their head, and it's a, it's a bad thing. I'm not saying. It's good for us, but being on a Medicare Advantage 
shop around and Well, I was hoping you wouldn't bring up that question. Um, <laughs> first off, um, I'm the most apolitical person you'll ever meet. I'm not Republican, I'm not Democrat, I'm not independent. So take any political connotations off of anything I speak about, okay? First off, loud and clear, healthcare is fixable. Nobody wants to do it. In Nashville, Tennessee, we do not need 15 neonatal intensive care units in a 50-mile radius. We need one good one. If you look at the Office of Inspector General, one in three hospitals need to close. These little rural hospitals that have five or six beds need to become emergency rooms with transport modalities. We need to have centers of excellence where instead of having 3,900 cardiologists in Nashville, we have 1,000 good cardiologists in Nashville. Um, so here at Loud and Clear, healthcare is fixable. The doctors are not making a ton of money. I've got doctors working for me. I've got 612 providers under me. I've got doctors that are working 20 years out that make less than what they did as an intern and they're working five times as hard. Okay? Hospitals are not making a killing these days. As you all know, the competitions they're in. Healthcare insurance companies are making gazillions. If you look at the ACA, the Obamacare legislation, 30,000 pages, not a single line in 30,000 pages about pharma. What's the biggest cost for healthcare? Pharmaceuticals. If you look at the Republican retort, 20,900 something pages, they almost had that 30,000. They were trying to compete, of course. Not a single line about pharma. You know, um, I've been on Mitch McConnell's um, medical advisory committee for 11 years. I'm not sure he's ever listened to us, but we still keep trying. Um, but healthcare is fixable. We just need to have a consensus on doing it. But as you can see when you turn on the news, nothing in D.C. has common sense. So, But GoodRx is a great option. Blink Health is another option. Uh, and these are basically allow you to get that big purchasing power so that allows you to get cheaper rates on your drugs, okay? So I got handouts and cards for that. Blink Health is another one that's really great. And I've got handouts I'll pass around so you don't have to take pictures. Johnny, if you actually want to do that. If you want to, you can. All right, speaking of about Medicare Advantage plan, Cigna offers this nice website. Now, you don't have to be a Cigna fan to utilize this website, but what is really cool about this, who wants to be my guinea pig? Julie does? Julie, what's your zip code? 37205. Thank you, Michael. So you basically put in your, your zip code. And then you fill in a little bit of information about yourself. You don't have to give confidential information. Julie, what's your date of birth? 53. Wow, that worked out well. You knew I'd have to say what that. What month? <laughs> April. We're going to say you're single because we know okay. Johnny. <laughs> 
So you put in your information, and this Wi-Fi down here is great. You didn't mark your marital status. Oh, thank you. And you select what benefits you want to look at, and based off of your zip code, your date of birth, it shows you. So everything from medication support, healthcare, income assistance, food and nutrition, housing, tax relief, employment, education, transportation, including veteran benefits. So from this website, looking at your zip code, your date of birth, you can find out any of these opportunities that are available in your zip code that can help you from that standpoint, which is pretty huge. Okay, and that's for any individual that you're looking at. Okay, so that's really helpful, especially if you have friends or neighbors that may not have family to assist them or advocate for them. So this is a good way to help out with that. It's the other great. options. Uh, Tim, sure. do you know if uh, when it comes to transportation, is that transportation for a specific, uh, or is it like just for medical reasons or for any? Any. Okay, thanks. Yeah. And then bringing up the transportation. Transportation and housing are the biggest two that we see for the senior population. So the next website that I'm going to share with y'all is the Middle Tennessee Council on Aging. And this is a great website for a couple of reasons. One is it looks at all of the senior living opportunities and it grades them so you have a starred measure. You also can look at transition of care from skilled nursing to assisted living, uh, and that's the, the third one on the handout. Council on Aging for Middle Tennessee. And then this one too, Manga, has transportation. This is the Council on Aging for Middle Tennessee. And it goes from senior ride, well, so it gives you several different solutions from TDOT with plans, uh, and it tells you what the qualifications are for each one, and it even has links to how to sign up for them, okay? But the, the Council on Aging has everything from respite care, so if you have a, a significant um, other that has some medical problems like Alzheimer's and you need a, a day or two of, of, of a breather, respite care is available there. Um, if you're looking for adult daycare, if you're looking at uh, special needs opportunities for folks that have multiple disabilities, there are several opportunities there. So from the health services. Okay. That's a good one. So all three of those um, are really good websites from that standpoint. So what other health services do you have questions about? Should, should you still have the drug insurance? Yes. And just decide according to the And as you approach Medicare, you should always sign up for it in anticipation of your retirement benefits not being there. So always plan like you're going to do it that way. Now, as far as drug benefits and which one you should go with, the easiest way to do that is either go to CVS or Walgreens. Take all your drugs with you, let them put it into the computer, and they can print out the top five insurance plans that mirror what medications you're taking or what medical problems that you have. Plus, it also allows you to build a rapport with the pharmacist there so you can have that relationship as well, which is really helpful. 
Yes, sir. Besides the kind of really medicine and prescription drugs, is there a second round of shingle shots? And of course, before I retired, early 60s, you know, my insurance paid for it. But now we are taking a second, this is eight years, we're taking a second one. Then, two months after this shot, we're going to take another one. So I encourage people, it doesn't stop you from getting the shingles, but boy, it helps. The first shingles vaccine um, was about 40% um, effective in preventing shingles uh, to a se severe degree. The new shingles vaccine that's readily available for folks uh, is called Shingrix. Uh, it's a two-shot sequence, and it's one now and one in two months up to six months. And I actually recommend one now and then six months. Folks that are taking it the two, three, and four months are getting sick from it. And the reason is because it's 85% more effective, so it's a lot stronger. So I like to spread it out a little bit so that you don't get as sick from it. But if you've ever seen anybody with bad shingles, you don't want shingles, so get the shingles vaccine. And if you've had the one shingles vaccine, make sure you get the new one. Um, the other problem that has happened is that most of the vaccines have transitioned from being covered by insurance to being a prescription Part D plan. So that's a pharmacy benefit. So it's easier to go through your pharmacy and get it it's still pricey, but out of pocket for the Shingrix is about $150 to $200, depending on what your plan is. If you've ever seen anybody with shingles, it's the best 200 bucks you've ever spent to avoid. Yeah, How old that? That's, 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 that's good. That's not bad. I just had shingles one time. It goes up exponential, so it's about two-thirds chance. What age do you get the first one? Is that what you were yeah. first? You can get it as early as 50. I don't recommend it until about 65 unless you've got a uh, situation that causes immunocompromise. So if you're diabetic or you're on some of the rheumatoid medicines, you may want to get it sooner. And the reason for that is as you approach 60, your immune system is pretty strong. But as you get to 60, it starts degradating. And so your protectiveness from your T cells and from your B cells and from your antibodies and those types of things start going downhill about 60. So what we try to do is buffer that by increasing your immune response. And that's why we're giving those vaccines to seniors that you'll see the high dose flu, you'll see the pneumonia, the Prevnar, the shingles vaccines at 60, 65 so that we can help offset the effect of the natural course of the immune system wagging. Yeah, Doc, I I had that second shingle shot at six months, and and I had to take a day off of work. Yeah, it was, it's still pretty potent, isn't it? It felt like, it felt like the flu. Um, but you listened, right? You got your shot and you listened, right? <laughs> Too late. Uh, well, they called me. I, I got because got some pills today. Yes, ma'am. Um, I'm interested to know. I've I've had shingles and. Um, so I, I thought, well, I want to get the shingle shot, and they said, really, there's, I mean, the fact that you've had them is um, kind of your immunity. What's the truth in that? No. No. Once you've had, well, first off, what is shingles? Shingles is when you had chicken pox as a kid. Right. That DNA, uh, that virus is a DNA virus that actually inserts itself into the dorsal column of our spinal cord and lives there as part of our DNA. So if you're stressed out, whether you get a sunburn, whether you've got four family members that are really sick and you're having to provide care for them, 
whether you've got acute lymphocytic leukemia and your immune system is going. What happens there, anything that compromises your health allows that virus to come out of that spinal cord and transfers out your nerves and then crop up as shingles. So what you're trying to do is once you've had shingles, yes, you have some immunal protection. It's not as strong as if you have the vaccine. And actually folks that have their first bout of shingles, if we catch it within the first seven days and we give them the shingles vaccine, we can attenuate the course of shingles and turn the volume of that down by 30 to 40 percent. So we actually use the, the vaccine as a modulator for folks that have shingles. So I highly encourage you to do it. Okay. So that's misinformation. Yeah, because I heard from a doctor that the older you get, the less your chances are of getting if you never, have, even if you haven't had the shingles shot, the less your chances are of getting it. That's counterintuitive. It, the lesser your immune system response, the more likely you are to get it. And that's why we tend to see shingles more so in the elderly. Is it contagious? If the vesicles are bulging like a pimple and you touch it, yes. And if you get the vaccine and you get a pimple, because you can get up to five pimples from a vaccine, if someone that hasn't had chickenpox touches those lesions, they can get the chickenpox from that. So once those are crusted over, you're no longer contagious. If those are in an area that's not contact, so like if it's on a shoulder and you're wearing a shirt, you don't have much to worry about. But there is medicine you can take even after you have it. There is. There's retroviral. It's not just like that. Yeah. If you catch it early enough. Yeah. What's interesting is if you look at the folks that go to the emergency room with chest pain, heart attack concerns, and they rule out and don't have cardiac, about a third of those folks actually turn out a week later to have shingles. And it takes about a week after the pain starts for the, the vesicles and the rash to crop up. So again, if you catch it early, you can't ablate that. But a lot of people think they're having a heart attack, go to the ER, come to find out it's shingles later. What are you laughing about? I wish I wouldn't have come to this class. <laughs> Tackle healthcare reform, pharma, and vaccines. So, you know, what's left? Well, the reason is I'd rather Jackie Glisson get a stick and poke me in the eye than get a shot. I cannot, I am phobic. And I really wish I wouldn't have come to this. You're just going to have to line up the doctor and say, just keep sticking. I mean, seriously, like they say, you want a pneumonia shot, you a shot, you want a shingle, shingle shot, you want a flu, flu, flu shot. You can, will they give you like ether and just give them? To <laughs> you have some ether with you, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> if they would do that, I'll take my shot. Well, exactly. <laughs> or, or had a kidney stone, right? Yeah. 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 Um, the best thing I can offer is if you go to Publix and get your free flu vaccine, they'll give you 10 bucks to go shopping with. That's right. Well, and after I had shingles, he did, you know, get real strong and say, I'm going to go get a shingle shot, but then now he needs the, the two-part one. So. Well, again, make it something that it's, if you get it done, you can reward yourself. 
and I'm not talking chocolate or those kinds of things, but whatever is your reward, try, try to build that into it. All right, switching gear a little bit. Um, how many of you guys are good water drinkers? Okay, why is that important? Okay. Let's talk about that for a second. At age 45, the pineal gland at the base of your fourth ventricle goes offline, and that's our thirst response center. Remember when you were 18 and you got thirsty? When's the last time you felt that way? Anybody, honestly? A couple of folks? Okay. I actually have seniors that I get an egg timer, and we crank it to 45, and every 45 minutes we drink a bottle of water. Now, folks that have congestive heart failure, you have to be limited to what your volume is. So if you're limited to a liter, still set that egg timer so that you're getting your liter. Why is that important? Lactic acid builds up in your muscles. Lactic acid, if you flush it out, goes away. Your muscles don't hurt as bad. The inflammatory cascades that you see with osteoarthritis, uh, rheumatoid arthritis, any of the overwork injury that we get as, as we get older, Water helps flush those toxins, those cytokines out of your body. What's the number one cause of admission to the hospital for folks over 60? Urinary tract infections. Why? Because we're not hydrating. Because if you hydrate, you flush your kidneys out, you flush your kidneys out, you don't get infected. So that's huge, okay? So drink your water, all right? How many folks have difficulty hearing? Huh? Huh? Now, why should you get hearing aids? Because it's so isolating. Yes, it's isolating. You be able to hear. And especially if you go into a restaurant and your party's seated at a rectangular table. I mean, I can remember before I got them and my daughter would look at me and she'd go, Mom, do you have any idea of what we're talking about? But not the slightest. You know, and I, I got them and, and they're wonderful. Good. So the reason I'm bringing that up is that if you look at the meta-analysis for progression to dementia and Alzheimer's, if you have decreased sensory input, you're more likely to progress to dementia. So if your hearing is taken away and you're fighting, I don't want to wear those stubborn hearing aids, those things aren't going to help me, it's hugely important for those sensory inputs to go to your brain because that stimulates your brain. And that stimulation is just like everything else in your body. And Julie's going to touch on this in a second. Use it or lose it, right? Your muscles, your thinking, your hearing are hugely important from that standpoint. Get your glasses. That optical input's important. But get those hearing aids if you can afford them. If not, there are some assistance in these programs that I listed that can help you out with that. If you're in a pinch, Costco has a great audiology department, plus they have the, the lifetime guarantee if you lose, break, or snap a hearing aid, they'll replace it for free. So, and I don't own stock in Costco. But it's a good company that can help you with those type of issues if you're having trouble with that, okay? Well, I've found if I put mine in first thing in the morning, uh, the longer I do that, the better my hearing gets. How's that helped with your isolation and depression? Well, talk to friends. I can, I can take part in family yeah. conversations. And I can, it just sure. makes my life. And these days they're real fancy. They've got Bluetooth so you can pair with your cell phone so you can actually hear your cell phone. The other thing you can pair with the smart TV so you don't have to have the TV on 50 so when people come in you don't have to blow them out of the, the living room. So it's usually helpful from that standpoint. Yes sir. Um, I got hearing aids two years ago because my grandfather 
was deaf, my mother was deaf, and it's kind of a... So you've got autosomal dominant hearing loss. Yes. Yeah. And um, there is a, a doctor at, that attends Barry Chap Barry's Chapel Church, and she has um, a clinic. It's called Hearing Services of Franklin. Elizabeth, somebody. But um, that's where I got these from, and I've had nothing but benefit. Sure. So there are several options out there. So if anybody needs help with that, let me or Julie know. We can point you in the right direction. Or Paula. Okay. And you can hear your CD even. Right. And nobody else will be able to hear it. All right. Any tr trouble with dental issues? What's the number one cause of heart disease? Bad teeth. Bad teeth. Number one heart, heart disease, okay? So make certain that you get your teeth looking, looked at, okay? All right, what's the biggest predictor for not progressing to a nursing home? Don't fall. <laughs> Don't fall. That's a good one. What's the biggest benefit that will slow your progression to a fixed skilled facility? Family. Family's a good one, but staying active, moving. Oh, yeah. Sure. Get up out of the chair, move, get those muscles going. If you can do Pilates, if you can do the senior stretches, if you can go to 50 Ford, if you can go to Silver Sneakers, although Blue Cross Blue Shield just cut that from their Medicare Advantage plan. So there are some options out there, um, but stay active, stay moving. Get an accountability person that keeps you going, keeps you moving. Okay? That also increases your social interaction, prevents isolationism, and allows other folks to take a look at you and see how things are going. So that's huge from that standpoint. And we're not talking mega rocket science here, guys. We're talking looking at your vision, looking at your hearing, looking at your, your teeth, exercising, staying active, stay moving, keeps your brain interactive as well. Yes, sir. Uh, I've got osteoarthritis, degenerative osteoarthritis. That's her genre. And I'm, <laughs> uh, I'm not going to let the devil defeat me. I think it's that way. But my rheumatologist put me on Embryol. Drill that Phil Nicholson advertised, and I, I golf. And, uh, Did it help the game any? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Phil Nicholson takes it. He, yeah. just yeah, he does. He it. does take it. I just wonder about that. Yeah. I don't know if he does. He does. But <laughs> I tried that three months. Didn't do a thing. My doctor now has me on Casara, higher than you, I think. And my Centex white blood count was down. And Concerned about that, my embryo was once a week. Cesaro was every two weeks. He might have to cut it down to three weeks a month. Yeah. He's worried about my white blood count going down. And that's a trade-off with uh, biologics and immune modulation: is that you want it to quiesce the inflammation, but at the same token, you don't want to, to make the immune system go down. So it's it's a balancing act a lot of times with that. Um, so. Make sure you follow up on that, okay? But I, I have to say that Kazara, I'm just seeing a light and praising the Lord, and it's definitely yeah. beating the joints. And that's the other thing a lot of people don't understand, and you know, I think part of that's because most of us don't understand percentages. If you look at one dose of Advil, your relative risk for stroke and heart attack is 11%. How many people have taken an Advil in here? Okay. If you've got osteoarthritis, your relative risk for stroke and heart attacks, what? 35%. 
So if you look at the relative risk of your arthritis, osteoarthritis, versus the risk of Advil or Aleve, Aleve's relative risk is 3%. So a lot of times in medicine, we're balancing risk-benefit. Nothing, no medication, no therapeutic modality has zero side effects. Everything has side effects. But what you're trying to balance is the risk-benefit there. And that's what he's trying to do with your situation. I'm sorry, you had a question? Oh, I wonder, does anyone know if Lifetime Fitness has any programs specifically for our older people? I don't. Do I you? don't. No. That's a good question. Down at Bellevue is wonderful, but, but Silver Sneakers has just sent me a letter that they're not going to pay anymore. And they recommended uh, something like any kind of fitness and goals. Neither even has the pool. And my benefit is the water. I'm not going to have to have knee replacements if I can keep doing those exercises. And I go there five days a week. Your mother-in-law is my friend there, by the way. But uh, they have so many senior exercises. Even that you can do sit. I started out with the ones where some of some of us could sit down and do some of it, and then finally I realized I was only the only one in there not in a walker, so I moved yeah. to the water. Your silver <laughs> sneakers plan was that through your insurance? Uh, yeah, it was through my. I have teacher retirement insurance from Texas, and it, the, everything I do is through them. Yeah. But they may give you a stipend that you can apply towards the water. Well, also the lady. Don't be uh, bashful to ask. Yeah, my lady, that's one of the heads at the Y, said. I told her, I said, I'm going to stay here. I have about 100 friends here, and I love it. And she said, don't do anything yet. We're working on some benefits for all of you. So, so they're working the Y yeah. down at Doge. They're working on Mine it. Mine was cut out last year, but the Y came back and said they would do it for half price. Okay. So you pay half okay. okay. She's working so, on yeah. something. And, and yeah. Catherine said, oh, Mom will pay. I know how much you love it. And I said, well. And it's so, huge for you. So yeah. stay at it. Yes, ma'am. How about omeprazole or the prolosec? Mm -hmm. What are the risks and the benefits of that? As long as you're being monitored, pretty minimal. But you do need to have blood work because omeprazole does decrease your absorption rate of iron and some other trace minerals. There's anecdotally been some associated um, risk of uh, cancer. And the problem with the risk of cancers is gastric cancer and esophageal cancer, and that's because you're self-medicating and not going to your doctor's appointments to make sure that there's not something else going on. So as long as you're being monitored, the, the risk of it are actually barely, fairly. Again, is if your kidney function is being monitored, it's not so bad. Then that brings up the, the Benadryl issue, the Zantac issue, the Losartan issue, all the drugs. Uh, we've had a, a plethora of drug issues because if you look at the open markets for buying chemicals, most of those chemicals come from China, and there's no regulation of those chemicals when we buy in bulk. The other problem that we have is our FDA, and don't get me started on the FDA, but anyway, our FDA, once a medication goes generic, there's never any further testing unless there's deaths attributable to the drug. So all the generics that are out on the market the FDA doesn't look at, doesn't care about, doesn't randomly check or any of that type stuff. So um, be cognitive of that and once you see the recalls. The other frustration point as a practicing clinician is my patients will hear about it on CNN and then I'll get the report from the CDC or the FDA a month later and I look like I'm an idiot because I don't know anything about it because I don't watch CNN. I don't watch Fox either, but <laughs> don't, ha don't have time for news unless it comes across Google. All right, Julie, what do you have to share with us? 
Well, I think our time is about up. I talked too much. No, I'm so glad. I'm so thankful. It was wonderful, and I loved hearing everything. And you know, I'll just throw out there uh, that. Uh, for integrative health or if somebody wants some alternatives to traditional exercise or things, the Osher Center for uh, Integrative Health at Vanderbilt, it's right at the end of Murphy Road where uh, West End meets. It's a building there and they have classes, they have counseling, um, I have some literature on it. Also the 50 Forward, I don't know if anybody is involved in that, but they do trips and they have classes and they go to plays. Larry Keaton, I think we were in college with him. Uh, anybody at Lipscomb? Yeah. <laughs> I grew up Okay. I've never seen one of his plays, but that sounds exciting. Also, um, for, you know, because arthritis is, takes people into the doctors. It's one of the top things that takes people into doctors. So arthritis.org is a great website that can give you exercises and we're going to have a class about exercise and diet in the future and Nan is going to be nice enough to help me with that but it's a great website for a lot of things and I've got some brochures here on osteoarthritis if anybody is interested in it but otherwise thank you Tim it was wonderful very informative Anxiety, depression. Are you an intern? I'm an intern and a pediatrician. Oh, I didn't know you're a pediatrician. Thank you.